y'all. Thank you for joining us for part two of this conversation where KP and I continue to talk about creative living, how to heal in vulnerable spaces, overcoming the fear of vulnerability, and taking care of our inner child. We get real, y'all. So take a seat, chat with us, cry with us, laugh with us. You know the deal. If I wasn't where I am today, I wouldn't be resting with joy inside my chest. If I didn't take time to enjoy the sky, I would stay fixated on what it feels like to die. I watch the wind and I breathe it in. Leaves don't impress me, but flowers speak to me. We have an understanding of growth. When you've wilted, you have an appreciation for the timing of things. You learn to embrace the sunshine while still praying for the rain. Deeply rooted beings rarely go down without a fight. Your time is coming, he tells me. Through whispers and wind and songs that don't end, through barefoot grass Sundays and backyard swing naps, through the beauty of creating with my hands and receiving love from far off lands, a real queen is simply a warrior for her king. Accepting vulnerability, not just feeling vulnerable, but actually allowing yourself to be vulnerable in the presence of another person. Yeah. And not only experiencing it and processing it, but also being able to communicate it in a healthy way. Right. Because people don't know what we're thinking. People don't know what we're feeling. We could be dying inside, but they look at us and we look fine. They don't understand why you're crumbling if you look healthy. Yep. They don't realize emotions those are wounds that they can never see you have to be honest you have to be honest you have to be yourself you have to say i don't have my shit together i'm not as strong as i pretend to be i do need love thank you for this hug and we try to be so strong we push people away healing requires you to be vulnerable and vulnerability is scary exhausting um it is it's a lot of emotions at once. And when you're vulnerable, it's risky. And if you're not willing to take a risk. Yes. Sometimes you really think you're ready to be open and vulnerable. And then all of a sudden your walls come up and you have to be ready to allow yourself to react in ways that are not in your control as well. There are moments that I think I know better, but I react a certain way. And I'm like, you know what? I have to allow that to happen. I can't judge myself for something okay, it happened. I'm going to take ownership for that. Right. But then I also have to see like, why did I react this way? And I'm so glad that you mentioned this because I hear that all the time. And it's really heartbreaking on top of the other emotions. And to pick yourself up and to continue looking at things in your perspective and in somebody else's perspective, because I thought to myself, you know what, I've been there. I've been on the receiving side of somebody's impulsive reactions. Right. So I could understand where they're coming from. I could understand their frustration with me. So that way I separate that. And I'm going to say to myself, you know what, that's just what they're feeling right now. And I can't take that personally. I need to continue working on myself and what is it that is triggering me. Right. And I think like it's 
I mean, it's obviously it's hard not to take things personally, but when you realize like everyone is responsible for themselves, yeah, everyone is responsible for controlling themselves, good, bad, and different. Everyone is responsible for their own healing. And I can remember not that long ago where I felt like it was my job to save the world and like to save everyone that I love. And I had no idea, like, that I needed to save myself. Like, I was like, no, like, I'm cool. I've survived the worst things imaginable in life. But I took that survival as, like, this heroic feat that nothing, nothing could destroy me or break me. Yeah. When it was really just, I just was pushing all those emotions down. Not ever touching them, not ever dealing with them, not ever facing them. And then, boom, it's like, yep another hard brutal turn happens in life and it's like until you break it's like and then all of a sudden once the big one happened all of them just keep happening at a faster pace and it reminds me of a video game i remember playing nintendo and donkey kong and like you get three lives and then you die but it it just feels like you have unlimited lives because the cycle kept happening it's 10 years later and i'm like why am I still dealing with this shit? And you say enough and you beat the fucking level and you face the boss and you keep going. And it's like, I'm constantly thankful that I started my healing journey when I did, because when I think about it, I'm like, if I would have waited another 10 years to begin, I can't imagine what I just can't imagine because I'm already like, I'm still in the thick of it. And people are constantly like, I'm just like, you, you, like, to me, they'll be like, you made it. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you, y'all don't know what goes on inside this head of mine. Like, creatively, I I am extremely proud of the work that I'm doing and the work that I'm putting out. But I'm far from where I am supposed to be and where I'm going. Like, I'm still in the beginning stages of this healing. And it's like, like, I just now this, like, Less than a year ago, like, in a healthy way, grieved my mom. And that was 15 years after she died. Like, that's just some perspective. Like, no. Like, it took me 15 years to grieve the first, like, monumental moment that shifted who I am as a person. So I still am in the thick of grieving my marriage that didn't survive. I'm still, you know, like... There are so many moments that have happened, even in those 15 years, that I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to do. Like, I'm still healing every day. And I think everything that you mentioned is exactly the reason why I admire you so much. And I look up to you. Like, you're my older sister, and you're younger than me. Right. (laughs) And your life experience has been so full. I hear you speak. It's grounded. Yeah. You know, it's it there's like a mother, uh the strength of a mother energy around you. Yeah. And wow, she's lived. Like yeah. I feel you like my grandma. <laughs> I'm like, you're the youngest grandma I know, bro. It's funny that you say that because like several like people tell me this and like strangers come and tell me things that I'm just like, I've never met you before in my life, but I feel like they will share these deeply intimate feelings. And it's like, okay, I realize it's because, like, I had to learn how to mother myself. So because I learned how to mother myself, I know what mothering's like. Now that I think about it, my best friend growing up was my grandma. Yeah. 
And my grandma was literally my partner in crime. I was spoiled, rotten. My grandma knew my favorite sandwich. And she made that for me every morning, breakfast in bed. (laughs) Just for me. Everything I wanted, my grandma did for me. And if I did anything wrong, she was like, Janelle didn't do it. She would cover for me. I mean, my grandma is just the best. Like, she's my ride or die, no joke, for life. And if my grandma was young, you would totally be my grandma. Like, now that you made me think about it, it's like, yeah, you carry that energy. And, you know, that comes from a really heavy story. That groundedness came from a lot of pain. It came from a lot of challenges. It came from a lot of crushing moments. I mean, I could say this because I've experienced it and that's why I relate to you, but those moments that you just want to turn off the lights and completely disappear, you don't have a word for it, Mm -hmm. but you just know you want to disappear. Whatever that means, whatever people want to take it as, but you just don't want to be here. Like, like, you just want to turn off the light. Yeah, they're completely heartbreaking moments. Like, when I think about it, like, I say all the time, like, grief has been one of the only constants in my life. And that is a heavy weight. Grief is not easy. Nobody tells you how to deal with it. No, nothing. And I'm just like, okay, I dealt with the heaviest amounts of grief all before I could even drive a car legally. So when I think about that, I'm like, oh, I often will try to like, remember like how I felt in those times. Like, what was that like? And all I know is I suppressed everything. Like I was just like, can't deal with this, can't deal with this. But that makes so much sense. Like as kids, why would we want to deal with that? Like, like, just like we were saying, like kids want joy. They want wonder. They want just like, they just want to have fun. Yeah. So they don't want to deal with the death of their brother. They don't want to deal with the death of their mother. They don't want to deal with having to be raised by their grandparents. They don't want to deal with figuring out their identity as a biracial human. Like, they don't want to deal with any of these things. And now I'm like, no, I'm an adult. They want to color and they want to eat ice cream. That is why sometimes that is what I still do as an adult. Pizza is my favorite food for a reason. Because it's like, it makes me just feel like, okay, I just get to enjoy this pizza and watch the Ninja Turtles. Yes. Michelangelo was my dude for life. Raphael's mine. He's the highly emotional one. And he always feels like he can take everything on by himself and then ends up realizing he needs his family, his community, his team. And that's so me. Like, I'm like, oh, I got this. And then I'm like, oh, (laughs) I don't. I don't got this. I'm my people. Hanging out with you inspired Sprinkle Storms, you know? Literally, the name sparked from that. Yeah. Just having a moment, having a conversation with you. And <clears throat> and it's funny that, you know, how did you come into my life? And, you know, thank you, God. I'm like, thank you, because I wanted to be surrounded by people that, that were good for me, you know, people that inspire me, people that are going to help me become the best version of myself and vice versa. Somebody that I could be truly authentic with. I I don't need to wear masks around you, you know, absolutely no judgment. And there was so much openness and your friendship created such a calming experience in my moments of isolation where I wouldn't go out into the world 
I would FaceTime you and we would have these conversations. And it felt really good to know that I have a person there. Yeah. That's why that's why community is so important. Like <laughs> for every time that like I've felt alone, like that's really why I do what I do. Cause I'm like, there were moments I was like, I don't have anybody. Like mm-hmm. I had to figure it out. Like I had to be like, okay, is this it? Is this where I just give up? Is this where I stop? And it's like, no, like, this is where you, you get up and you make yourself available. And you, even, even if it's not pretty, like, even if it's ugly, even if it's sad, like you meet yourself where you're at, you meet other people where they're at and you just, you do it. Like you just live because that's, that's what we get to do. Like we get to live. It's a privilege. And it's like, we have to do the absolute most with it. Yeah. Like you said, it's like that sense of community Mm -hmm. um, is truly really important. You know, a lot of people think community is like, oh, your family or your coworkers. But really what a community means is like that sense of family, that intimate yeah and and allowing yourself to be that open because it works both ways the only way that we can be real with each other is if we're really transparent with ourselves and we're constantly doing the work yeah five-year-old me related with michelangelo because he was just crazy and didn't think about the rules and just ate pizza i secretly wanted to be that because i was the little perfect child yeah I was like, follow the rules. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. I used to get teased because I was polite. I could see that. It's like, good afternoon. Can I please speak with Monica? (laughs) And then my friend Monica picks up and she's like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) So I was very, very polite. And I would get panic attacks if I didn't get 100 on my test. I felt very uncomfortable with getting in trouble. (laughs) And I would see this crazy ass dude just do all this crazy shit. And I always wanted to do that. Do you think that is why truly embracing creativity full time and like relying on faith is scary? Because like stepping in and stepping out on faith requires a lot of risk. You know, you're probably onto something. (laughs) And I think you're right. Because I've been asking myself that question, like, what is it? (laughs) I'm freaking out because I have no work at all. You have a lot of work, though. Yeah, but I am not going to get paid. I'm supposed to pay rent. Hold on. Let's think about it this way. I'm going to try to help because I've been there. Yeah. Okay. Let's just put a number out into existence. What is a number, like, financially that you need to have what do you actually need not what do you want what do you like legitimately need to live life needs only and are you starting at zero or is there an amount that's already built okay this is where you have to figure out your needs versus your wants all right janelle you are very skilled in multiple areas i know it's so frustrating because i don't know how to make it lucrative it is a blessing gifts and your blessings work you have to figure out what they are meant for like what are they meant to do Mm -hmm. what are you meant to do in order for them to work like what does this look like you got to figure out your needs versus your wants 
I've been asking myself that question as a creative person because I felt this is what I really need to do. And if I put all of my energy into this, the money will come. Like you said, it's a leap of creative faith because there's a part of myself that feels that's 100% real. When I say those words, I know it. Yes, the money will definitely come. Speak it. Yes, but I question it because I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. How is that going to happen? Yeah. That's the whole purpose of this docuseries, you know, to show people what the work is. This is the story. The story is not just the success at the end. Yeah. It's the story that got them there. You said, you know, you have this thing about you that was like the hero. You survived. So you had your badge of honor. You're like, I'm the expert in life. And nobody can tell you otherwise because you were the best. You survived the worst. Yeah. You know who was strong? That underdog that was about to quit, that wanted everything to fade, including herself. And then she got herself to keep moving forward. That's the real hero. The person that's really digging in there and planting their own seeds, creating their own work. This is a complete labor of love. It is your blood, sweat, and tears. Imagine building your own house. Imagine building the couch that you're sitting on. Imagine making, creating everything that's around you. That's in a way what a creative person is. Yeah, you're creating everything. What I want to challenge you with is like write out in like present tense what you want this life to look like, like what you want even this month to look like, what you want a day to look like. The biggest, the biggest thing that helped me was like every day I would wake up and I would write, I will, whatever. I will stretch. I will cook for myself. I will make a phone call. I will write. I will, like, whatever it is to get you closer to the biggest I will, like, whatever that is. Like, I, my biggest dream was to start a creative movement that saves lives. Um, That's my life. Like, saving my life every day and making sure that I rise. Like, I will wake up. I will get up. Sometimes that is the biggest victory in a day, but also remembering it's also okay to lay there for a little bit longer because you're doing the work that deserves rest. Rest is also part of the work, but just like set those intentions, be like, be mindful, manifest, like pray. Like there's all these things that people are like thinking it's like frou-frou or too spiritual or whatever, but I'm like, Do you not understand the power just within your vessel? And quite frankly, like money will always come and go. That's the way that the world has worked is systematically created. So if it all comes down to a moment of like, how, like, how am I going to do this? Start now because do you know how much can happen? Like you got to have, you got to have so much faith. Yeah. That's what you got to switch on. Mm -hmm. Because quite frankly, like as morbid as it sounds, Who knows if either one of us will be here? Mm -hmm. I have been thinking about all of that. And I'm so grateful to have a conversation like this and be so open and Mm -hmm. honest with one another because 
everything that you're bringing up is exactly what I've been working on with myself and I have been writing. Everything that I've been infused into my character development. Sometimes I, I read these stories and I'm kind of like, wow, that's really cool. When people receive these stories, I want them to see themselves reflected by it. We've all been there. We've all had these experiences. I remember being a kid and watching a movie for the first time, sitting in a play and, and, and getting that feeling that I felt that character. And I remember being eight years old in this production of The Gift of the Magi. And I'm like, why am I crying, Annie? Wow, their performance was so incredible. The story was so touching. And I said, I wanna do that for the rest of my life. I said it then, but I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know if I wanted to be a writer, a producer, a director, I didn't know any of that. Then I grew up, I still have that. Yeah, and it's about showing people that we are not alone. Yeah. I mean, we all have that human experience. Yeah. I mean, it's your calling. It is your responsibility to answer. Yep. So just answer. Keep answering. Use this time to answer. And the crazy thing is that, you know, you would sit down with me and talk about the brand and the production company and all these projects. Um, you said something like set deadlines. And I never did. Okay organically it just happened that this is the month that I'm gonna launch this and I'm like I didn't even plan it and boom there it is I made it happen and I'm like wow that just took one day and I'm like no this took nine fucking months okay exactly this is the birth yeah what is the coincidence to all of this stuff the prayer that was made before I met you I didn't even talk to you like this. And then I just said, you know what? I've been feeling this impulse to give this person a call because your post just inspired me so much and it helped me to keep going. And then you came out with Carudos and I was like, when does this thing come out? I want to buy one. And when I watched it, I saw your journey and I felt it. I was like, wow, how crazy is it that I'm drawn to this person and your stories are very similar to mine and your ability to be vulnerable and strong. And it's good to see myself reflected like that. And then I, I called you and we had the most incredible conversation as if we've been talking for years. Yeah. And this is how this all started. And you said, People don't pay attention to the power of prayer and this entire project has been guided. Yeah. I just finished reading T.D. Jake's book, Crushing. It's incredible. Yeah. It's the journey. It's the crushing moments. And that's when you meet God. And that's when God is like, hey, I got you. Yeah. God's right here where you also are. Yeah. And he's an every day in between. Yeah. So quit tripping. True that lean into all of this because this is the work that you're supposed to be doing and it's so incredible and i'm so grateful because this is my way of sharing you with the world like they need to know who Corey is and your story is so powerful and i know that it's going to change many people's lives um the life that we experience is a page in someone else's survival guide and your stories have been part of the pages of my survival guide you wow. know Wow. Wow. Thank you for having this honest conversation with me. Well, thank you for being here and being a part of this. When you've wilted, you have an appreciation for the timing of things. You learn to embrace the sunshine while still praying for the rain. Deeply rooted beings rarely go down without a fight. Your time is coming, he tells me. Through whispers and wind and songs that don't end, 
through barefoot grass Sundays and backyard swing naps, through the beauty of creating with my hands and receiving love from far-off lands. A real queen is simply a warrior for her king.